God help us one faithful day at a time to keep saying yes. Those yeses unclutter Christmas. Those yeses unclutter life. So what makes that possible? What makes that possible for Mary to say those yeses? For Joseph to say those yeses? And for Jesus to say those yeses? What makes it possible? All through our series, we've been talking about Christmas uncluttered, and our focus verse has been this, Matthew 1.23. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Those words, God with us, are not just uh, sentimental Christmas words. They're actually words that make life possible. They open up life. They bring God's presence into our lives. They, they help us to be present to God. They help us to be present to others. And as we talked about yesterday, they help us be present to ourselves. In a sense, we need to uh, walk that fine line of knowing ourselves and knowing God. And it happens, I don't know which first, but it happens. But God with us makes it possible for us to take a good inventory of where we're at. And it also helps us to be present to the moments. It helps us to understand what those, those moments really are in our lives. God with us, Emmanuel. Now, you may be a little bit unconvinced to that. Uh, you may enjoy just the Christmas, uh, in a sense, magic of the moment. But there is this idea that all of us, no matter whether we're convinced are unconvinced, have moments where we struggle with, is there a God? Is he a personal God? Does he really love us? And if that is the case, can I actually have a connection with him? Is that just pie in the sky, warm, nice Christmas feelings? Or is there, there more to that? Yesterday, we looked at a quote from C.S. Lewis. He's the one who wrote the Narnia Chronicles. And this is what he said. He said, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And if we're genuinely honest with ourselves, there are moments in time we're, we're not satisfied with this world. And I think that's a hint. I think that's a tug at each one of our hearts that there's, there's something more. And what's amazing about this little baby who would grow to be a man, who would give his life for us so that we could have forgiveness in a relationship with God, is that he never forces himself on us. Never does that lets us be aware with little hints, sometimes some big hints, but never forces himself on us. 
And if you and I are going to live an uncluttered Christmas, which is tomorrow, but it's much more of an idea, if we're going to live an uncluttered, unstressed life that just bears down on us, our theme has been this, is that we need to, in a sense, give more presence instead of presence. And the idea of presence is all the stuff, all the stress of life. So, and instead of having more of those things, instead of trying to find our satisfaction in another place, we find it in the presence of God. Just not a switch we throw, we travel down that road and we discover the God that we just sang about, the Jesus that we sang about, actually can be present in our lives. And we don't need more of the stuff because this world doesn't completely satisfy. There's always a rub. It doesn't completely satisfy no matter what we try to fill it with. And we've tried that. We've tried it with stuff. We've tried it with relationships. We've tried it with what we do for work. We've tried all these avenues. And, and yes, for a moment or maybe longer than a moment, that might satisfy, but it doesn't last. And so then we clutter up our lives with all this stuff, all these complicated relationships, thinking that that's what will satisfy and we find that it doesn't. You see, we need more of God's presence in our life so that we can be present to ourselves and take a reading of where we're at, so that we can really be present to others, and so we can be present in the moments. Jesus, uh, our Mary, knew this. And if we were to take time and read through Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 18, we see Jesus born in the manger, we see the angels, we see the shepherds, and after that all takes place, we have this verse that describes what Mary is thinking. And it says, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. That word, that word but is significant, there's this comparison. There's this comparison to many of the others who had experienced many of the things Mary had seen, had, had been there, but they, they, they missed something or something didn't connect. It didn't have the same traction in their hearts. But Mary was there in the moment for more than one reason. But she was there in the moment, and because she was present to the moment, she, she pondered these things. And that word ponder is actually tied to a seafaring term. And when a, a ship, a boat would come into harbor, and they wondered how deep the water was, they would tie a big, heavy rock object on the end, and they would drop it down, and they would do like a sounding. They would ponder they would try to figure out how deep the water was. Were they going to run aground? Because they couldn't see it. How, how, much how much room did they actually have? So it's interesting. Mary is in the moment, in the moments. She treasures and ponders them in her heart. And that idea of treasured is this idea of digesting the moment. 
Tonight when we get home, our family get home, home and all the, the food and goodies and all those kinds of things. Some of you probably haven't eaten yet, so you're like, I'm ready to get home and get some food. But when I get home, there are times, more than I care to admit, where I eat the food so quickly that I don't taste it. It's just gone. I'm sure that never happens to you. It's just in there. And then, and then sometimes the preparer, my wife will say, how did you like that? Uh, yeah, that was good. I, I, did, I didn't taste it. You see, Mary was connected to the moment. She tasted the moment. And for you and I to taste the moments of life more fully... We have to discover that to be uncluttered, so all the clutter, all the stuff doesn't affect our taste buds in a sense. We have to be present to God and then present to ourselves. Then we can be present, present to others, and then we find we can be present to the moments. We can actually taste the moments. When we started our series four weeks ago, we had this verse tied to the idea of tasting the moments. It says, make the most of every living and breathing moment because time is short. Time is short. We want to taste those moments. I don't know about you, but... Uh, you might have missed it, but watching the wonder of the kids as they listen to a story about a little mouse. I don't know if it was one of the boys or little girls you could hear. That was a good story. If you could see the twinkle in their eyes. I remember that it wasn't maybe 18 years ago, 15 years ago, my grown daughters were down front. And I asked myself, did I taste the moments? Was I there? Was I, was I actually present? Or was I like even this evening trying to think of what's coming next? I got to be ready for that. I have a little more pressure on a Christmas Eve service to do that than you do. But, you know, was I test, tasting the moment? You see, it's Life is short, and if you really want to be completely present, and it may sound a little arrogant, it may sound a little uh, promoting faith too much, I'm, I'm going to say, you're in a church, so I can say it, I'm going to say, being present to God opens the doors to be more fully present to the moment. So how, how, do, how do we do that? How, do, how, do we, uh, how are we to be present to the moments. How do we do that? Uh, a man named Joshua Becker, he's a Christ follower, but he's also a blogger. He's written a book that's uh, entitled More of Less. It was a bestseller. Some of you may be familiar. And he, he posts 10 things that he thinks helps us to be more present in the moments. And I'm going to give you four of those. If you go onto our Facebook page in the next you know, over the next, uh, it will be up there in an hour or so. You can see all 10. You can see all the links if you're interested in that. But I'm just going to give you four of them. Four of them that helps us to be more present in our moments. First of all, we have to ask our question, ourselves the question about our possessions. And do our possessions own us or do we own them? And all of us have had those times where our stuff owns us rather than we owning 
it. Adjusting our thinking on that changes how cluttered our life will be. And God's presence in our life can help us sort through that. Obviously, there's our time commitments. Do we let the urgent things push out the important things? Our first week in our series, we saw a, a clip from uh, George Bush and his, his uh, two twin granddaughters. And it was interesting to see that he was present to those two granddaughters, even when he was president of the United States. It's over and over. He was present to us. We have to ask ourselves, how do our time commitments function? Because if we're going to live uncluttered lives, we need to look at that. Also, the idea of our negative thoughts. We need to take responsibility for them. Take responsibility for the way we think. Forgive past hurts. Replace negative thoughts with positive ones. I could give you verse after verse after verse that talks about that idea. That helps us be present in the moment. Hard one for me is our connection to the world. What's our screen time look like? What's our phone time look like? Do we ever shut that thing off? Is it always in our pocket? Is it at the table? Is it, is it in those special moments? I don't know if you ever remember the, the, um, the Peter Pan with Robin Williams called Hook, and there's this moment where he's at his daughter's play, and phones are just starting to get to be where they can be in your pocket. They didn't have smartphones yet. And he's there on the phone at the play. And his wife is looking over with him, to him with some disgust saying, you're missing it. You're missing it. You see, if we're going to really be present to the moments, we need to look at how we interact with them. Because uncluttering Christmas... It's almost a little too late to do that, but uncluttering the next year means that you and I need to give more of our presence rather than presence, those things. We need to be present to God. He's present to us. Emmanuel, God with us. We need to be present to ourselves and not stuff those feelings down that make us go, wow, this, this world doesn't really satisfy. Maybe I'm made for something more rather than push those down, rather than go do something more to try to fill that place. We say that God needs to be present so I can be present to myself. Then I'm present to others, and then I'm present to the moments. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, all of us come from different places, different moments in time, different spiritual journeys, and we just ask that in a moment like this at Christmas time, we, we wouldn't let the concept of you and who you might be just slip by, that it wouldn't make us feel guilty, it would make us feel with anticipation. Tonight, these kids are going to go to bed with anticipation for the morning. Maybe as adults, we can go to sleep with not just anticipation for tomorrow morning, but a new anticipation for life. 
Because we know that Emmanuel, God with us, isn't just a, a tagline to the Christmas story. It can be our reality. So, Lord, I would ask for the person that's still trying to figure that out or even ask that question, that you'd speak to their hearts even now. I pray for those of us who have already, in a sense, answered that question, and, and we feel pretty good that God is with us, but uh, that reality doesn't always show up in our daily choices. I ask that you would, you would help us with that. Help us to be present to others, be present to ourselves, and be present in the moments. We thank you for the gift of your son, and this evening, we're very mindful of that, and we celebrate that baby born in a manger who would grow into a man who gives, us, gives his life so that we can know you firsthand. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.